1: Saints Happy Hour needs your support so we can keep giving you the Saints coverage you love. Become a patron to help us keep giving you the best daily Saints podcast on earth. Supporting Saints Happy Hour gives you the best Saints podcast every day without any stupid ads or promos like this one. And patrons also get access to our private Discord channel where you can talk Saints 24-7, early access to podcast episodes, our world-famous booze bundle with four amazing swag items. So do it. Go to SaintsHappyHour.com and sign up today. That's SaintsHappyHour.com. Fight out of cannons onto the field, and we all stand around and drink blood watching it. But if American football is your thing, you know what to do. Saints Happy Hour Podcast,
0: stick it in your ear Oh All
1: right, everybody, welcome to another edition of Saints Happy Hour Podcast. Andrew, this one is going to patrons, they're getting early access to it. But if you're listening to the free version of this one, like a week later. You should sign up and become a patron and $7 level, $10 level, and you get access to all the podcasts commercial free uh, before everybody else. It's amazing. You should do it. And you get access to the full Breaking News podcast. I know people on the free site are like, they're annoyed that we cut it off, but the Breaking News, man, that's what the patrons pay for and help us support us, allow us to do award winning podcasts behind the dumpster Breaking News. If you want those, Become a patron at the $7 level, boom, you get everything. Uh, But today, Andrew, we are talking about the defensive line. We're going to review the 2022 Saints defensive line. And of all the, the groups that I feel like underachieved, and you couldn't really blame injuries on the underachievement, Defensive line might be number one because, like you know, corner you can be like, well, Lattimore got hurt, and quarterback you'd be like, Jameis got hurt, and wide receiver you can be like Michael Thomas and Landry. But defensive line, like it just kind of stunk and didn't play up to expectations. And we thought it was going to be one of the key cogs of making this defense good, and it just wasn't. And before we talk about where they need to go, defensive line in the future, like we need to review, like where it finished and man it was brutal I mean Davenport half a sack on Yamada flash but wasn't good the the UDFA guys we we kind of liked Roach and um at defensive tackle Shy total shy total like they regressed and became, and, and, and dropped down from a level of like guys rotation guys to like they're not that good like it was it was bad all around on the defensive line I felt like
0: yeah I'm with you um It was bad all around, and you know when you talk about the Saints' bad cap situation, and we're going to talk about that more in a second here um, because I want to touch on that. But like as it relates to this position group, Uh, but yeah, I I think look, you have four starters. So I mean, Mm -hmm. if you start there, I would say Cam Jordan was a disappointment. I I think he's just he he was probably the best one of the starters, Mm -hmm. uh, and he's still pretty good. Yeah, but I, I don't think he was up to like Pete Cam Jordan by any means. So we're starting to see some regression there. And then I would say that Shai Tuttle, up and down, not consistent enough. Onyemata, up and down, not consistent enough. Davenport, legitimately bad, like legitimately horrible by by his standards. So that's your starters. And then, you know, you look for your backups to come in and give you good spot duty. Contavia Street, kind of a disappointment. Malcolm Roach, you mentioned, kind of a disappointment. Uh, The rotation of defensive tackle, I just felt like they really didn't have anybody producing all year. Peyton Turner, at least to this point, is a complete bust. He's a disaster, uh, and really, so I would say if you look up and down the roster, Bad. to me, the only one that really either lived up to or exceeded expectations is Carl Granderson. That's it.
1: Yeah, and 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 listen, the Saints defensive line. I think we're at a point where we love Cam Jordan. He's a Saints Hall of Famer potential. Uh, NFL Hall of Famer, if he can kind of rebound and get a couple more 10 sack seasons. Uh, Ring of Honor, I think, is a lock for him as well. But he's a oh, guy yeah. where you don't want him to be your best defensive lineman. You want him to be like your third best defensive lineman, your four, third best defensive end, where he's like that old man. He's still got it. And Cam, just give us 20, give, give us 25 good pass rushes a week. You know, and you're like, man, he's got, you know, if you put, if you put Cam Jordan on the Eagles, you put Cam Jordan on the 49ers, like he's, he's kicking ass because they're, they can, they can monitor his snaps, right? He can get advantageous matchups because he's got Bosa and he's got all these other guys. Armstead for San Francisco, that teams have to block, right? And he's going to get one on ones. Maybe he goes up against a backup tackle. He gets a you know whatever. I think he'd still thrive and he'd still be a seven attack seven to ten sack guy. But on the Saints, man, teams can look at him and be like, all we got to do is block Cam Jordan, and it's fine. That's it, and yeah. it's it, and and yeah. and and that's just that's just not good enough for this defensive line. Like it's sort of amazing the amount of sacks that Dennis Allen generated, considering the defensive line was so poor.
0: Well, I do think Granderson's an interesting one that's trending in a positive well, way. So, yeah. uh, you know, one guy I didn't mention was Tano um, he, he, I thought he, or, he was another guy that low-key regressed big time. He had four sacks in eight games last year. And I, mm-hmm. you remember at one point we yep. were talking about how he might be one of the better pass rushers on the team. Uh, well, this year he had two sacks in 15 games, so almost twice, <laughs> half the amount of production, twice that's the right. amount of games. So... Uh, Yeah, I mean, he, he just uh, – he didn't bat down any passes all season long. He had two passes batted. And, like, with his length and his height, he's I mean, a seven player. He, he should be affecting way more passes than he does. So, you know, passing you was a disappointment. So, like, yeah, I kind of that whole group. And so now, like, fast forward, I hear what you're saying about Cam, and I think that's accurate. So, like, let, let's talk about the cap for a second. Cam Jordan's cap number is $25.7 million this year. Um, they've got to find a way now they could first cut him and get $15 million worth of relief. So, uh, they can't really cut him pre June 1st. They'd get like $2 million worth of relief. I, I, I don't really think he's a cut candidate, uh, but they have to do something about his cat number. Um, now, like you said, they don't really have anyone to replace him. So I, I don't think releasing, releasing him is in the cards. But you got to try to find a way to get that cap number down because twenty-five million. The trouble is, is you it's, it's kicking the can,
1: much. right? You kick it, yeah, you, you give absolutely. them a bonus, and you reduce the number this year, but then it's thirty million next year.
0: Like that's right. Uh, but it gets worse, Ralph. It gets a lot worse than what I just described. Um, <laughs> David Onyemata count ten million against the cap off of the team see people didn't realize
1: that people remember about marcus davenport but they don't remember about on your i've forgotten that until you brought it up yeah
0: and and marcus davenport is 7.6 million dollars against the cap off the team so when you think about those two realities talking about almost 18 million dollars worth of cap space tied into those two players um now this is a similar situation to teron armstead last year where you have a tough decision to make because, like, do you in, – in Armstead's case, you were paying an oft-injured player that's in the twilight of his career. And so it's like – I mean, yeah, I won't say that because he, he was productive for the Dolphins this year. I won't say he yeah, yeah you know, but, hard but, hard but hard, yeah, you, you, you know what I mean. Yeah, I know hard what hard. you mean. He so, was hurt, though. Yeah. So I, I think it's one of those things where – tough decision to make because Davenport and Onyamata – Onyamata actually had five sacks. Like, he had moments, yeah. and I actually – I would say that towards the end of the season, he kind of mm-hmm. uh, stocked up a couple of good games. Like to me, Onyemata is like a versatile defensive tackle, pretty good against the run, pretty good pass rushing. But like on pass rushing downs, you need to put him next to a quick twitch guy. Like when Sheldon Rankins was on the Saints, that, that, that was a nice like combo they had on the interior on pass rushing downs. And on obvious rushing downs, you need to put him next to a space eater. So I, I just think they need to get better personnel to complement Onyemata. He's not a guy that, in my opinion, kind of carries your defensive tackles on his own. Yeah, so, I, uh, look, but I'll, I'll say this: with Onyemata extension, I would keep him because look, he's t- like you give him the same contract that he just had. Uh, I think it was like three years, thirty million. Is that right, Rob?
1: Yeah, three you years, remember? twenty-seven million. I think. It
0: yeah. Was. So you you give him the same exact contract. And in year one, I'm making this up, but he's five years – let's say he's five million against the cap in year one. You have just lowered his cap hit by five million dollars.
1: Yeah, and he's productive. And
0: he's on the team, <laughs> right? Yeah. So I, like To me, they have to offer on your model. They have to keep him see, because they save money by keeping him this year.
1: See, I – I agree there. I worry that Atlanta, I, I worry that Atlanta, their defense is freaking terrible. And Fontenot loves X saints. And Ryan Nielsen is the new defensive coordinator. They're going to be like, Hey, on Yamada, come to come to Atlanta. His four years, 45 million. And it's yeah. going to be like, it's going to be something ridiculous, but
0: I agree. And, you I keep mean, on your, another one. Like, but yeah. that's the, you know, it's like he's 7.6 million against the cap. And like, you know, if you offer him an extension and, he costs you less than he's on the team. Like at this point, like he can't be paid ridiculous amounts of money. Like, dude, you're, you're a backup. Like you, you got to earn your spot back. Like right now today, like Granderson's penciled in opposite Cam Jordan. You got to prove you got to earn your snaps by proving in training camp that you're healthy, that you're producing. Like, so, but, and, and I don't know if he's up for that. I mean, maybe he thinks in free agency, he can get some opportunity.
1: I just feel like Davenport. Is going to get like a one year, $7 million deal. In you years. think
0: someone will pay him on spec? Like, yeah. Like,
1: yeah. Like teams with like the Bears, right? They have 100 million in cap space. They have to get to the floor. Atlanta has 60 million in cap space. They have to get to the floor, right? You can just say yeah. Davenport is one year, $7.5 million. And like, if it, yeah, if it, yeah, if, we'll if
0: pay it, you if on potential.
1: and we'll pay you on potential. And, and, and if you break out, we'll figure it out next year. If you don't, Whatever, we had to spend the money. So I just feel like for, the, for Davenport, it's going to be really difficult for the Saints to give him a dog crap offer. Podcast ads are the worst, right? Everyone hates them. You can get Saints Happy Hour ad-free by becoming a patron. That's right. Patrons get access to every show ad-free. No where they're like, hey, this is a dog shit offer. Davenport, here's two years, $9 million. He's going to be like, no, I can, I can do better. And I worry that Onyemata has value in that you can't have a defense of 11 all pros, right? And you can't have a defense of all guys making either super elite money or on rookie contracts. You got to have a mix. And Onyamata is a guy I could see a lot of teams being like he's a nice workman like defensive tackle, uh, like you said. If you if you set him up scheme wise, where on a pass rushing down you have a twitch guy and a run down you have a space eater, like I could see a team really liking him and paying him in that eight to eleven million dollar range, uh, which makes it hard for the Saints. And the thing is, Andrew, if Onyema walks. And Davenport walks and you're talking, like you said, it's $18 million a cap. Then you're Cam Jordan, you know, Granderson, bust Peyton Turner, like your defensive line is a mess. And here's the thing to remember with the and and I think you you mentioned this to me, and it's always stuck with me, is that when the Saints are looking at their, I don't know what they call it, they call it like the nameplates of the board, right? And their depth chart right? And they have offense and they have defense. When a guy's a free agent, he's not there, right? So Davenport, he's not their Saints defensive end anymore. He's not under contract, right? So you need a defensive end. Don Yamada, he's gone at defensive tackle. You need a defensive tackle. So that defensive line, when I think it was Nick Underhill, when he said, they're not prepared to play a game. If they had to play a game, they wouldn't have enough defensive linemen. They'd get crushed. Like that's that's a true fact. Like they their defensive line, like they literally need to sign freaking bodies. It isn't about improving it. It's going to to me, Andrew, and this is where it's scary. It's going to be hard to maintain the same level, I think, and the level was terrible.
0: Yeah, I hear all that, man. Yeah, it's uh Look, Mickey Loomis has his work cut out for him. It's going to be difficult yeah. to figure out how he kind of assembles a defensive line from here. Um, I, again, like, I'll reiterate, I think they have to figure out. They, they can't absorb $18 million of dead money on both players. So, like, to me, they got to bring back at least on Yamada. You know, they, they can't have $18 million on the books for two guys that were starters on the defensive line that are not playing on the team. To me, that To me, that borders on malpractice. Yeah. And,
1: and, you know, I, I just said, you know, I'm going to contradict myself like I do a lot of times. You know, I just said, hey, Onyamata might have a market team, may want him. But the last time onyamata was a free agent after his fourth year, the Saints were, they were like, there's no way we're going to be able to keep this guy. Like, he's going to have a tremendous market. We love him. And he's yeah. a great run. Star. You know, we we think he's going to get paid out the nose they wasn't even the plan and then mickey loomis said on the the serious nfl he was like we came around and we were like wow we can get we can get this done with him this we can keep him this is great and and mickey loomis says flat out they were surprised so maybe we're overestimating maybe i'm overestimating his market like you know me andrew what do you always say i'm i'm terrible about (laughs) predicting (laughs) <laughs> predicting free agent contracts and markets for people. So maybe if we just go by, by history, maybe David on won't have a market.
0: Yeah. I just, I don't know, man. Like I, I feel like you always underestimate the market and it's just like when the, when the cap goes up, like these contracts go up with it.
1: Well, sometimes I, I, one time, sometimes I wildly underestimate, like remember when Tracy Porter was a free agent, I'm like, he's getting, he's going to get three years. 30 million dollars people need corners doesn't matter and he got nothing so like you never yeah it's
0: true you never know hey, you, but, never you know. know sometimes guys have injuries or you know their tape's not as good as we think you know and David
1: true. and and the thing is with David Mo, on you he's older you know
0: yeah we don't yeah
1: I mean he was old sure. he was a he was an older player when he came out of the, the college in Canada he's an older player now I think he's 28 29 that's could be a sense of a team where as you lean into the analytics and age and stuff, a team's like, you know, you want no, we're not we're not paying you a four, we're not giving you four years. Maybe they're like, we'll give you two. So I like it, it just depends. But but defensive line to me, Andrew, it's it's depressing because besides your UDFA son, Granderson, who was great and sort of uh Made the play against Cleveland, right? Sacked Watson to wrap up the game in the negative 30 degree weather and played really well. Besides that, there's nobody young and good and exciting on the defensive line. Like when we get in the defense, we get in the rest of it. Caden Ellis, if they can keep him, he's young and excited. Pete Werner's young and excited. We got Alante Taylor, you know, at, at corner, Adebo at corner. Like you have young, exciting players at other levels of the defense for the Saints. The defensive line, you got nothing.
0: Yeah. And defensive tackle in particular feels real. Like I feel like at least at defensive end, you know, if they bring back Tano Passanio, like he, he's a guy, you know, that can contribute a little bit. You mentioned Granderson, like there's still outside hope that Peyton Turner gets healthy and figures it out. Like it, he may never figure it out, but like, he's at least like a high rise talented guy that like, if he can just stay on the freaking field, like he might have a chance to develop. So I feel like at least at defensive end, you've got some possibilities. Like Granderson Mm -hmm. could develop into a 10-sack guy. To me, there's nothing on this roster to even get excited about a defensive tackle. You know? Like, I look at the defensive tackle group, and I'm just like, man, there is nothing. There's nothing there. And so, I like, low-key, dude, if they pick a defensive tackle at 29, like, I'm 100% behind it.
1: I mean, my thing is, you know, this, Sean Payton talked about it, and I think the Saints probably still use this formula: is must, need, want. When you go into free agency and you go into draft, I think defensive tackle. Like, I it's know enough. they're strapped. I know they're strapped enough. against. I, they're strapped against the cap, and this. They have got to go out and get a fat guy defensive tackle, a Malcolm Brown, a Tyler Davidson. Not, not that those guys are those guys are old and washed, probably. But they they gotta get that. That guy, like, like if they they go into free agency in like the second wave, and we're like, hey, the Saints just signed a guy, three years, eleven million dollars, and he's a fat defensive tackle, and all he's gonna do is be—he's a run stuffer In in his four years, he's got like five sacks. I would totally be like you said on board. I'd be like, good, because you need you literally need bodies at defensive tackle. So it'll be it'll be really interesting how they maneuver it. And like you said, $18 million of dead money for players that aren't on the team. And not only that, aren't on the team and you don't have anybody to replace them. Whew. Andrew, Mickey Loomis, good luck, buddy. I mean, that is, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, but it's got to be prioritized and it's a challenge. So look, Mickey Loomis always has a plan. Um, he's he's gonna. It's going to be interesting to see how he figures it out. He's going to have to. There's really no way around the reality that there is significant work to be done to bolster that area of the team because, look, there, there was a point in time where I felt like the Saints roster was arguably outside of quarterback, the strongest in the league. Uh, I, I think, you know, for 2019, 2018, I, I believe that was true. They had the best roster top to bottom, one through 53, in the entire NFL. Uh, I, I don't believe that is the case anymore. I don't think that's true. Some guys have gotten older. Uh, they've lost some players. Uh, the depth has been affected. And like they need to retool. They need to restock. And that's one of the positions that needs it the most.
1: That's right. So guys, thanks for listening. Uh, If you're a patron and you got this podcast a week early, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, And if you are uh, not a patron, you should sign up and become a patron. uh, So you can get the breaking news podcast, the full episodes. You can get access to the custom RSS feed where you get the podcast early. You should do all that and support the show. Uh, allow us to keep growing keep having fun and we love all you guys keep on listening and for andrew i'm ralph we will see you again tomorrow